The key to success on the field and in your backyard is a comprehensive game plan. So if you're building a fence or a deck this year, trust a Turkstra coach to design, quote, or order the right materials for your project. Visit a Turkstra Lumber near you to learn more. From the Ticats Audio Network, this is the Coach O Show with Luke Tasker. Welcome back to the Coach O Show with Luke Tasker on the Ticats Audio Network. The Ticats are coming back from bye week. A very nice late regular season bye week. Always loved that as a player. The last game feels like a long time ago, Coach. The BC Lions were at Tim Hortons Field uh, October 13th. By the time we get to Saturday in Montreal, that'll be 15 days ago. Uh, nice long uh, rest here as you get ready for playoffs, which are just around the corner. Fans, as always, you can send your questions to gameday at ticats.ca for Coach O. We have a question coming up later in the broadcast here uh, from a fan for you, Coach, uh, as we do every week. Coach, coming out of the bye week, you're back in the office now. Uh, tell, tell us a little bit about the schedule for, for a bye week this late in the season as you guys, uh, as the playoff picture is already set in stone. Uh, what, was the, uh, what was the workload like over the rest week? Well, you never really turn it off you know, in their mind, but I did encourage coaches to close their computer, um, for, you know, our, our people, our players, uh, to, you know, say hello to their family, maybe take their kids to school, you know, let their body wake up. Um, you know, you might wake up early, but you don't have to get up if you know what I'm talking about. So, um, you want to get away from, but at the same time, if you rest, you will rust a little bit. So you, you got to, you got to keep moving a little bit, and that was the encouragement. Obviously, there's no checkup on that. You know, I, I do think that uh, it came at a good time for us. Uh, the why being, it was a you know, it was a, in between bye weeks. There, there was a, a good little grind there, and mm-hmm. it's one thing to look at it on the calendar. It's another thing to go through it daily and then absorb all the emotions and the, the roller coaster right along the way. So, um, it was, uh, yeah, I think it was enjoyable. Um, but I think you could tell just from the energy of our day zero practice and around the building, everybody was ready to get back to work. That's great. I take it the players were off had a had an extended uh, extended couple days there off. Yeah, the players uh, we we didn't come in during the bye week at all, and the, yeah. the ones that are in town and stuff were, you know, they're getting treatment and and doing their thing and hitting the weight room and and doing whatever they needed to do. But uh, there was nothing scheduled. Um, as far as organizationally for them to be in. Yeah. Uh, unique, unique thing, at least in football and really across most professional sports, you've got now after that BC game, a three week span of nothing but Montreal ahead of you. Well, by week Montreal regular season and Montreal for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had a day zero, uh, which is the first day the team is back in the, uh, in the facilities uh, to start off a work week. Uh, and do you go back to that BC film at all? Are you breaking that down with the team and, and focusing on that? Or is that in the rearview mirror at this point? Uh, the majority of it's in the rearview mirror. We, you know, we, we addressed some of the critical stats and did a, did a nice overview of it. Um, but we didn't take a deep dive into it. Uh, we just feel like that uh, we just wanted to spend the most of our time and our focus and make that more towards Montreal. So, um, I think you can't ignore everything, but it wasn't uh, the same thorough go through, break down everything with your coordinator, do it with your position coach. Uh, We took a little different approach 
when it came to the reflection on the BC game. Yeah. And to put that finally to bed, it was an interesting game. The eliminated your chance at a home playoff game. Of course, BC or Montreal won the next day. So that would have had the same effect uh, on the tie cats, but there was something of a playoff energy in that, in the BC game at Tim Hortons field, uh, a slow start, but a really uh, spectacular effort by both teams at the end of that game there. I left the stadium. I left Tim Hortons field after that BC game, kind of thinking for even it was a loss. It was 33 30 to BC. I was sort of feeling like, okay, the team feels ready. Now it feels somehow battle hardened and sort of, if you were to, if you were to be getting another tough game in the fourth quarter like that, I, I'd put my money on the tie cats. Was there some sort of encouragement that you took from that game as well? Absolutely. I think, you know, there was ebbs and flows in the game. You know, obviously there was a big momentum shift there uh, with a defensive score for them. And, you know, I think yeah. there's a point in the season when that could have uh, deflated us. And we just found a way to keep grinding, keep grinding, keep grinding. And, you know, we just the, the encouraging thing was we didn't quite get the complimentary portion down. Uh, specifically, I think the first four possessions for the defense uh, were something like punt, punt, field goal, punt. And oftentimes you talk about starting fast, but starting fast doesn't always mean scoring a bunch of points. And so, but we didn't score a bunch of points um, early on. But then you look at the offense's production, they're, they're all for all their possessions in the second half they, we scored on. Yeah. And then the defense gave up points. And so if you can find a way to get that, that's when you kind of, um, you, you, you can really emphasize and it really shows the complimentary football. Um, Ironically, there wasn't a lot of special teams, you know, in, in that game and, you know, limited punts and, and, and punt returns and that sort of thing. So, uh, it was a game where, you know, we've won a lot of close games this year. And this is one where the person who had the ball last, uh, won the game. Yeah. And so, yeah, there's so many great things to take from it. Um, you know, we all love learning off of wins, but, you do have to take uh, the lessons along with the loss. Mm -hmm. Well, it makes for an interesting uh, situation now that uh, forcing the the playoff game in Montreal. And now not only are you back to back against Montreal, but you'll go to Montreal two weeks in a row. I never did that during my career. And it's a very interesting uh, scenario to be setting up for. Uh, We'll, we'll dive into that. Let's take a fan question here, coach. We've got, uh, a pointed question here from uh, Winan, Rose, and Alex. This is a family of Ticat fans. I actually got the pleasure to meet as they uh, toured the Ticats Audio Network uh, uh, sort of uh, setup uh, a few weeks back, and they sent us a question this week. Again, uh, this you can send your questions to gameday at ticats.ca. Question this week, Coach, is this. With the most important playoff game just around the corner, which quarterback is best suited to start, to step in, and or to fill in? Powell got us here. Schiltz kept us here. Mitchell was the promise. Now what? That's from Winan, Rose, and Alex. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's a fair question. And, you know, from, from all the fans, and I think everybody would want to know. And, um, you know, to be honest with you, we're, we're figuring this thing out as we go. That's the most honest answer, and, and part of that was the process of bringing Bo along once he was medically cleared, uh, i.e. playing the quarter in Saskatchewan. And these were – let's not make any mistake about it. This wasn't just an experiment. We had to win games. 
right? This wasn't just, well, let's see where Bo's at and then we'll sprinkle in Matt and we'll see what happens with Taylor or Loxley. These are games, you know, this was well thought out and, you know, we weren't in there just experimenting to get people time. Like you have to go in and play well. And so, you know, but to throw Bo out there after, um, you know, the groin injury and then obviously with the ankle, uh, a full game wasn't, wasn't conducive, uh, we didn't believe. So, you know, playing them a quarter, then playing them in a half, and the third was uh, very strategic. And and as we move forward, you know, uh, Bo will see more time for sure. Uh, Schiltz will be ready to go, and, and we know what Powell – we know what Powell can do for us, and I think he's really benefited from watching a little bit. And Loxley has been lights out uh, for us uh, in, on short yardage. So um, I know I've spoken on all the quarterbacks. Uh, we don't have something set in place right now. Bo will start this week, and we'll go from there. Hmm. That's great. Thanks to uh, Win Ann, Rose, and Alex there for that question. It is interesting, Coach, uh, not a crucial not crucial uh stakes when bc came to hamilton though the home game was still in contention and you know you were playing for that now you truly do have i hate to use the word but a meaningless game there's no there's no stakes there's no blood in in this game uh in montreal on friday in a mathematical sense of course you have to play the team again the following week uh so it is an interesting setup here you're going to go right back to montreal uh, a week and a half from right now when you and I are recording this episode for the real game, for the playoff game. But you go out there this week, uh, give us some insight to your coaching philosophy for this game where the regular season is going to come to a close and, and we already know what the playoffs look like. Well, I think the, the common thing here is, well, you got to rest everybody. You know, you got to rest everybody. Well, here's the reality. You've got about 15 total people on your practice roster, including the Globals. So that tells you right there, everybody can't rest. You know, you're going to suit 45. There's only 15. So that means people are going to play. Then it becomes a matter of who's going to play. Well, you know, it's, it's always different because you don't have maybe a bunch of linemen on your practice roster. So that means they got to play. And you may not have a bunch, different number of receivers. And you can go down every position group. So... We do what you can do, and then there's the other thing. Uh, if you want to put on the other hat, and it's called a cap, uh, and you can't, <laughs> you, it's called a cap for a reason. And so mm-hmm. you're not you're not afforded uh, the luxury of just resting. So you know we choose not to look at the glasses half empty and wonder, well, what if it's we ha- we get another you know opportunity to get better as a football team and versus looking at it like, well, what if Joe, Fred, Barney, Wilma get hurt? Well, you're faced the same thing in a preseason game. Mm-hmm. Do they play in the last preseason game or do they not? And Or is, is it too much rest? And you can't worry about all of that because you can't control it. Everybody's entitled to an opinion, and that's fine. Fan is short for fanatic, and they they have a right to have an opinion and other people media outlets have a right to an opinion and none of them um are you know they claim they're right but that's mainly after the after the fact mm-hmm. so um we, we just stay one practice at a time we set out we communicate clearly about who's going to play explain the why and then we move on 
We don't keep revisiting it and revisiting it. Uh, we have a plan. We stick to it. And we trust that it's going to work out uh, in our favor. Right. What about strategically in the game? Is there, I think the knee jerk reaction or the novice reaction is, you know, you're going to run um, a very vanilla offensive strategy and maybe defensive as well. Is that true for a game uh, uh, like this? Well, I think it kind of unfolds. You know, you, you always have enough arsenal, if you will, um, on your call sheets. Um, you always have your exotics. You always have, you do what you do well. Um, and it's just which ones you call. So I think you're prepared for both scenarios mm -hmm. to uh, expedite the game, maybe um, get the ball out of the hands. I think you've still got your deep shots. It's not a, it's not a case where you throw away half of, your, half of the stuff you may do and you say, well, yeah, is there going to be stuff you're going to hold back? Absolutely. What percentage of that? Nobody would know but us, mm -hmm. right? You don't, that's just, that unveils. So um, the, the strategy is to go out there and win a football game. Mm. period yeah nice the uh montreal has proven to be tough uh this year um as you watch those previous games and, and go through the film there what stands out that your team needs to get right uh before this back-to-back -back montreal games well we got it we got to be a physical football team up front you know and and i think that probably echoed throughout all of our our segments, right? I don't, I don't, I don't see football teams that aren't aggressive up there consistently winning, and that's across the league, uh, not just for ourselves. And um, it, it does start there, and then you know it comes down to for us. I think the the change in the season became we started taking the ball away consistently, and we took care of it better. You know, while we're at I think even right now, that's considerably better than. I believe we were minus a whole bunch uh, early in the year, and we were minus a whole bunch uh, at the end of last year. And yeah. so there's considerable improvement, and it showed up uh, in the win column. So for us, we got to take care of the football. And I know that's said every week, but uh, there is no fancy answers. There's no magic wand. That's that's where it starts. And then we got to make timely plays consistently. That's that's what it is. I mean, every football game's full of plays that are made, but when are they made? And we need to do that consistently. And we, you know, obviously we need to limit their explosions. Um, and, you know, but they're going to play, they're going to run the ball. They're going to play action pass. They're going to, they're not going to, they're going to do what they do. Mm -hmm. And, and so you prepare for those things, but you focus on yourself. Coach, that's great. And we will be back here in a week from now as we talk over this uh, coming uh, last regular season game, but most importantly, as we will be at that time prepping for the Eastern semifinal. So very excited for both of these games in Montreal and for this Saturday, especially it's a 4 p.m. kickoff in Montreal. Ticats audio network coverage will begin at 3 p.m. with Bubba and Andy, of course, on the pregame and RJ and myself will take over at 4 p.m. The Coach O Show with Luke Tasker is presented by Turkster Lumber. Please check out the project coaches at Turkster Lumber. They can help out with every part of your home reno, from designing a deck to ordering a new front door. Learn more at turksterlumber.com. Coach, thanks for your time. As always, best of luck with your week of prep. Appreciate it, Luke. See you next week. Another episode of the Coach O Show with Luke Tasker is in the books. Let us know your thoughts. Email us at gamedayatiecats.ca. Coach O and Luke are back next week to discuss the latest from the locker room. Subscribe to the Ticats Audio Network on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.